As marketers and business owners, content creators, we use lots of tools for our marketing and every tool is bombarding us with lots of different data that shows our performance. But how do we piece together this data and actually connect it to actionable insight that will drive our business forward? That is the topic of this next episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach Podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your, your digital, digital marketing, marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Digital marketing ROI. There's a lot to be said for digital being measurable getting lots of data and being able to analyze it. But what exactly do we do with all that data? I don't care what digital or social media marketing or content marketing tool you use. Marketers and entrepreneurs and content creators, we're flooded with data and we need to make sense of this. In my career, I've always thought there should be a tool that can help us better measure this core ROI. In fact, I'm so passionate about the subject that a while ago, I actually planned on creating such a tool. Uh, I even went as far as, as creating a beta version, which never saw the light of day. This is like 10 years ago. And that's why I was really excited when I had the chance to learn about a tool called Digivisor, which basically does what I wanted that tool to do for me. Um, there aren't many tools out there that does this, so I don't want to talk about the tool. This is not a sales pitch. I want to talk to the founder so that we can all get some basic advice on how we can better leverage this data for our own business, to grow our business. That's the whole intent, the whole reason why we're doing all of this digital marketing. So without further ado, uh, I want to welcome Emma Lorasso, who is the CEO and founder of Digivisor to the stream. It's really an honor to have you on today, Emma. We've we've you know talked about doing this for a while, so glad to finally make it happen. Neil, thanks for having me. No, I always love chatting to you. I think we're very aligned on where we see opportunities for brands. Absolutely. And um, well, I guess you know you did something. You founded a company that provides this tool. Something I always wanted to do. I'm curious as to what your backstory is that got you involved in, in all of this. What you know before starting Digivisor, what is it that you did that got you so passionate about, you know, analytics and, and digital marketing measurement? I think, I mean, I st my career started in advertising, but very quickly flipped into marketing. I liked the strategy side of it, headed up marketing for corporate. So that was my history. So when, when you're responsible for budgets and resources, you're always looking for how to maximize that return. Yeah. How can you get a better uh, cost per acquisition of a customer or, you know, how do you drive greater upsell or retention strategies or loyalty referral programs? And so data became something that I was seeking as a CMO uh, in those organisations. My career then went um, further into technology. I headed up, um, I was President and Chief Operating Officer of Altium, which is an ASX-listed top five tech company here in Australia. 
And I think there in electronics design, just seeing what was happening with smart devices and it was just that realisation of the whole world changing where the consumer would own the brand. Brands would no longer own their brands in the way that they had before and the power was going to be all won or lost in how people were interacting with their devices whenever, wherever and at their convenience. That coincided with social um, so social was emerging and like just seeing that how quickly people wanted to engage and learn uh, and trust people rather than brands as well. And so it was just seeing this huge sort of untapped data market, if you like. It was that's how I felt that every brand would would end up on digital because the consumer was going that way. And whoever could make sense um, and meaning from all that data and help brands make better decisions would win. So I left the safety of corporate, set up Digivisor and have just been on that journey. Like how can I help brands understand that digital footprint of their customer or those that they wish were their customer and really understand that journey on their terms, right? Where are they? What do they care about? Whether that social search on their website and then, you know, still make that really easy because I've got that lens of the ultimate customer, right? What did I need to make better decisions? How could I drive a better um, return on on where I'm choosing to invest my money. So that's that's just been really a passion, I guess, that I've seen right through my career and still at Digivisor. Yeah, no, that's fantastic because, I mean, when I created my tool, I had to explain why the data was important. Yes. To I even did sort of like, not like a startup, but I met with a few local angel investors and I had to sort of convince them why it was important as well. So I find that there's a lot of technology out there that was developed by technology people that are sort of looking for a market, right? Whereas yeah. you have the marketing expertise and you know, you know, similar to, to my perspective, you know what the market needs and therefore you're going to go out and create that tool because it doesn't exist. So I love that, you know, that, that sort of background. When you started Digivisor, I'm assuming you had to go out there and get your first initial clients and maybe the company you used to work for, maybe they became one of them. But what were some of the the value points, what were the things, some of the things you talked about, what were the few key struggles that you found that you've been able to help customers with since starting the company? So Neil, I think you're right. Just going back to when you might've been looking 10, 12 years, Digivisor is now 12 years. Um, social was still very new. So I was just assuming everyone would just get what the way social was going to go and that everything would go to mobile commerce and the things that all played out. But actually back then, most companies were resisting because they would refer to like their young child, you know, the, the data point of one, you know, my child said, this is just for kids. This isn't for my, my company. And, and so it was quite an interesting time. I also thought it would be adopted by agencies very early, but agencies also were learning about this and try, going from big ideas, selling an idea, the measurement wasn't really part of the strategy or how they forged it. So one of the ways that we did, uh, we were very successful because I had come, I guess, from enterprise selling technology, um, I was able to sell technology into enterprises and that actually pr provided the first customers and the first opportunity to prove the value. So using insights, everyone did still, this is right at that time, cloud was still very early where people were trying to get an understanding of their customers. So that, that mantra of single view of the customer um, and customer centricity and, you know, um, that was kind of the themes of the day. And so that's basically where I positioned this. This is how you could know more about your customers. You could know where they are. You could know what they cared about. You know, um, back then data was a lot 
freer. So we could also do a lot of appending of data from social onto to CRM. And so it became an enterprise. And that actually helped fuel because when you sell to enterprise, then they're not interested really, like once you've gone through, you know, whatever the proof of concept you know, or, or that initial, you know, project is generally once they've got an idea of it, they'll then adapt it and they'll, they'll stay with it. So some of those customers from now, you know, over 10 years ago, you know, uh, like Lenovo and Optus and some of these bigger ones, they're still our customers today. Uh, so that's been um, been an interesting journey. We, we then realised, and again, back to kind of passion points, I'm, I don't like that the best of technology is only available to few companies and a lot of technology companies price that way. Um, so only the best get it, and it's and it's quite expensive, and it prices those that are trying to innovate um, or come up with great ideas to be able to do it. So as our journey um, continued, we, we were really like um, motivated to how could we make the best of our technology available to everyone. We launched that as SaaS, and now we've got something that can help any business. So from a creator, small business, all the way through, and that's. Um, it's the same challenge, right? And it's actually the same wins for those companies. If they take that data-driven approach, they know that their customers are out there, like they're on their phones, uh, as we see when we go out to restaurants and uh, out in the streets, public transport, like everyone is on their phone and that's how they're learning and that's how they're researching and that's how they're engaging, communicating and buying, right? It's convenient to buy. So, you know, um, knowing then how to structure and read those insights of where your customers are and what content's actually working and, and what when you're investing time and money, so resources, whether that's in-house creative or in-house, you know, um, content that they're they're writing or publishing to a to to a, to a, a um, blog or to the website um, or paying paid media, like this is an investment. So they need to know what that return is. And so we've made that possible now for everyone. So you started with obviously the experience, the expertise launched the company, which it sounds like at the beginning was more of a technology consulting slash technology of helping the Lenovo's and these big enterprises. And then at some point you productized that experience into the dashboard that Digivisor is today. Is that sort of the correct sort of? Yeah, that, that's that's the way to look at the journey. I mean, it was, it was consulting insights initially. It was very much um, all project-based work. Um, and we did that primarily for enterprises for, for a good good part of our history. It's only been the last three years that we've been able to really take the best of all that technology because, we, we, you know, we, we've done a lot of work on the algorithms around, you know, natural language processing and, uh, you know, it, just how to transform data at its crudest point, like what you see in platform, but into things that actually make it easy for people to, to be able to investigate, make decisions on. And so that journey has been very much from, you know, get a handle on all that data. It's a lot of data out there. So, you know, if you think of all the social platforms, all the search platforms, everything, it's a lot of data. And then, you know, taking that from enterprise project into a, a one platform that everyone can take advantage of. Yeah, it's interesting just because, you know, I can, you're, you're an entrepreneur. I consider myself an entrepreneur. I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast as well. And just that entrepreneurial journey of actually productizing consulting experience. And when we hear about like Hootsuite was developed by an agency, right? Um, so we've heard about a lot of agencies that they create products that they productize. You don't hear a lot about consultants that are able to productize their knowledge. So um, that's, it's just fascinating. Obviously, well done. So. Yeah. Through all this experience, you've been doing this for a decade. You know, the, the dashboard in the current iteration, I'm assuming, has been around several years and is well baked. You've helped and seen a lot of the issues that come up with data measurement and ROI measurement. 
vis-a-vis digital slash content slash influencer slash social media marketing, which is like the scope of, of, you know, the podcast and, and the live stream for those that are watching. So I'm curious, you know, before we began this recording, I'm like, hey, I'm like, let's focus on three things that our listeners and our viewers can take away that can help them, three insights that can help them improve their marketing. So let's move on to, you know, based on all your experience, what is, you know, what, if you were to say three things, you know, what would that number one thing be that um, that we're we're just leaving money on the table if we're not taking advantage of this insight that our data shows us? So I think, I mean, the first thing, and this has been true, whether it's a large organization or a small organization, is generally like a customer will ultimately engage with you on your website. And that is generally the, the worst performance uh, and the, the easiest way to get a gain in a company. So once you, you, you are measuring everything, so that, that's the foundation, make sure you are measuring anything. A speed of a website, how mobile friendly that is, they're the, the first two things. Then setting that uh, the structure up so that it's sound for search. Those principles, just, you know, mobile friendly, speed of site, um, and that structure can make the biggest difference when it comes to getting a return on any anything you do from there. So whether you build in, and we're going to talk about that in the other tips, but you know your organic search strategy, that's foundation to like everyone can win on that. Um, so how do you actually think about that? And I'll, I'll talk about that in detail. But paid as well, it's so linked to the health of your website. So measuring and being across that and being aware of how that's performing, what's driving your traffic, yeah, what's driving the highest converting traffic, being able to measure that, but really looking at those health measures of, you know, mobile friendly speed and structure. And are those things where you recommend your clients to, you know, every every day, every week, every month, go to, you know, page speed, you know, whatever the website that Google has at the time to measure how you're doing? Or are there other metrics that you look for in like a Google search console? Yeah. So I think, so let, let's, let, I think let's touch on there maybe the second point, which is the search strategy. Cause I actually think that insights that you want to be looking at is, you know, how is your traffic growing over, over time? What is your share of that traffic based on organic search or paid search? And then how much of that is converting and understanding where that traffic is coming from? Because that, and that I believe you should be, I mean, a marketer should be looking at that every day and at minimum once a week. The health kind of structure underneath, that's like a foundation thing. Like you have to have that right. So I would hope that that's part of like at least a kind of, you know, here is the before we spend money, let's get this right. And then we're going to measure this monthly to make sure that, you know, with that kind of continuous kind of SEO technical support that your site's going to be be maintained at a healthy rate obviously every time you publish something so people forget they put the you know the sexy great image that looks amazing or a video on their site and it slows it down and so they don't realize like as they're adding these things that they need to think about well they'll publish a page without putting in the right kind of technical headings etc but I think the measures ultimately for people to look at this need to be you know where are you trying to win ultimately? Like what is your space? What is your content strategy? What are those pillars that you're looking to win on so that you can actually develop a content strategy um, to win on those and then really measure then what, it, how much of that that you're winning in terms of your search share, your organic search share, the click-through rate, and then, you know, what's actually converting on site. And then from a paid perspective, you're looking at how much of that is coming from paid and the places that you're you're paying to do that, what's converting from that versus your organic, 
So you can also kind of weigh up what's that, you know, what, what's actually working. Often you get, well, any brand can get the best clue where to spend their money in paid search by looking at organic search and where they're ranked and how well they're performing. You don't want to go after terms where there's high competition, you're going to be scored poorly, right? You want to be somewhere where already Google's recognising you as some authority, um, but there's still money on the table. You haven't got all click-through rate, um, but you're actually in a reasonably good competitive position. And then you've got both a, a content strategy and a paid strategy that can help you lift on that. And that will always be more cost-effective. Gotcha. So it sounds like what you're saying, I, so SEO being this main point, but before you get into the, the actual measurement, it's the yeah. house in order. And that's absolutely, you know, what is that stat for every, that Amazon said, for every second your website is slower, you lose whatever billion dollars in e-commerce. I forgot what it was, but, or 0.1 seconds. So we know that. So it, it almost sounds like, you know, with paid, it's like, well, we have keywords, we throw money at it, we check our conversions, but we're looking a little bit more holistically starting with the organic, almost like that funnel that says, well, you know, what are the keywords? How many impressions is this generating on search engines? What is the click-through rate of those organic impressions? And then further down the funnel, what is actually converting at the end of the day? And, yeah. you know, are, are we doing better month to month? Um, and now that we see we have certain organic keywords that are converting better than others, how do we double down on those as part of the paid strategy, which is going to help that part be more effective as well? Yeah. And I think, Neil, the, the key here is like, what, where do you want to win? So I think a lot of, you know, back to, you know, how we're talking about advertising agencies, the old days where it was just sell the idea. And of course, you do need to make sure that you're highlighting your differentiation, right? Like your position that's different. Like how are you helping make, you know, this person's life easier or sexier or, you know, um, creating greater value for them. So yes, that has to be communicated but understanding the way people search does it in their context. And so actually understanding and, you know, we talk about this jobs to be done, which is, you know, how are people actually searching? They're searching to solve their problem. And so the language that they use can really help you determine what your kind of strategy is going to be, your content strategy. So actually even getting that narrowed down to here's where we're going to play, this is where we're going to win, Therefore, everything we do is going to work towards this. That that um, focus of resources, both from the content that you're creating or the campaign and creative and where you're putting paid, they have to work together. And that those measures you were talking about of being able to then see how are you winning and hopefully growing that share of it and how much of that is converting for you, how is that in, improving, like in terms of Google's recognition of your authority by, by page ranking, like they're the things that can actually give you a really good sense of, continued focus right and that's where you'll win like and anyone can do this you can do this without that paid budget so coming back to how do you, how does everyone win websites you know a search strategy is like anyone can do that right yeah and you know it's fascinating i just came off a, a fractional cmo call with a client and you know what are those keywords that generate business and i'd hate for you to have a misaligned keyword strategy so you go into your digivisor dashboard it's like wow this is my number one you know traffic in terms of you know everything organic but it drives zero conversions. And you've basically misaligned with what you should be targeting. Yes. And, and so it really does start with the keyword strategy. And you know, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree, it's, it, a lot of it is also about search intent of yes. actually going into Google, like anything else, right? If you wanna get big on YouTube, consume a lot of YouTube videos in your industry. You wanna go big on TikTok, consume a lot of similar TikToks. Same thing with search, look at the search intent of that keyword. And you know, cause Google's using their AI to tell you, this is what 
they think people are looking for. And, you know, you might find like branded content keywords in keywords you think you should be targeting when you're never going to rank number one, et cetera, et cetera. So I couldn't agree more that, you know, you can get a lot of data, but the data is only as good as the keywords. And that's only as good as that infrastructure that you, you have set up to begin with. Yeah. And actually, I mean, it's a good point to make just in general, like when we talk about, um, you know, data and ROI, like to me, it's, it's important that you're making data-driven decisions. It's not enough to have the data. And so if we look at why a lot of organisations get in trouble, it's because all that data or those that hold the insights is quite hidden in their organisation. So those that are actually good at determining strategy or an organisation to have sort of a common view of what's going on and where to focus and to have that aligned all the way down in their, you know, kind of go-to-market strategy, therefore, yes, their marketing strategy, but every piece of that, like you do want to have that level of transparency uh, and decision-making and make, you know, that data-driven decisions, which is different from having data, right? So I think, you know, to your point of like look for those intent, that, that's a that's a an important way of saying where are we going to play, how do we understand the job that needs to be done or yeah, but making sure this is aligned to where we can actually help them. How do we tell that story better, right? Because people, particularly in search, right, they're looking for an answer and most people just blurb what they think they're great at as opposed to answering what that intent was. Well, and I love your point about, and and I, you know, obviously with a dashboard like yours, it, you, you can bring that transparency throughout the organization. Yeah. So the product marketers can understand what's working from an organic keyword you know, perspective, for instance, the performance marketing can see the organic that your, your PR team can, can check your, you know, it just, the more data that's easily accessible to everybody, the data truly becomes an asset as it should for the entire organization. And I see so many, I'm sure you do as well, siloed and fragmented, even like within marketing, why don't they all have access to the same data? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we've, we've got customers and, and even some larger ones where like, it's literally started from the CEO saying, I'm sick of seeing different sets of data. Everyone fights over it. You know, they're inconsistent. They come late. So that was his other bugbear, you know, three weeks after the end of the month or, or quarter, um, you know, too late because, you know, the decision's already been made to put to play that next month or quarter's budget. Um, but they've even extended it. We've got instances into their finance team because of modelling, right? How much is actually being spent? What what does it look like in terms of, say, early um, loan applications to what's actually going to to fall through in terms of likely um, revenue. So it's a it's a really interesting thing if you create that one single source of truth platform for everyone to go around. No one can hide. Um, and actually, you know, in the I think you know we back to those early days of of trying to you know sell social. Like the one of the the resistance we come up sometimes is just the person who doesn't want their performance to be seen by others Uh, and it's a really interesting I think those people won't be around for much longer because the pressure from the top is coming down so boards CEOs you know um you know the the c-level are saying let's have a better handle on what's going on because so much of our business so much of the way we engage our customers is now digital we have to have this this you know single platform to or this source of truth that we can feel confident and rely on and not have anyone hide. And I think when you have your organisation, go back to this is all hypothesis, it's all learning, test and learn, but we learn together, right? The point is to learn. There's nothing fixed. That's the beauty of digital. It is measurable. It can, you can change it at not, 
not the same cost as say ripping off your your Super Bowl ad, right? Like there's a very different way to be able to 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 make change um, to 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 win on. So I've seen it a lot. You know, Facebook will always say that their ads deliver this much sales. Google will say that you know attribution and what you do with that. But when you have different divisions that are measuring differently, I have seen firsthand of marketers because they want to make their job look good they will attribute revenue that's like, well, wait, where did you get that number from? But unless you have a digital dashboard, yeah. you don't know. You know, if, if And I know a lot of small businesses are still doing Excel and, and what have you, and that's okay. But at some point, you need to get digital so that it's impartial. As you said, it's a learning. It's not about someone good or bad. It's just about understanding the investment and the ROI and where you shift that investment over time. Yeah. So back to that, I think that data-driven decision-making, like if you can get everyone in an organisation to see it that way, that this is just like everything we're doing is is um, a hypothesis, it's in test and learn, there's stages of that customer journey from, you know, they don't know you to they're considering you to they're, they're buying from you or they're buying again from you. Like if you're measuring that in one place, then you can start to test all the way through. Like if we do this, um, differently or, or put to play an A, B, like is B better than A? If B is, then then push that forward. And so you it, you can actually incrementally be in a continuous improvement, you know, towards greater ROI by taking that view that there is no perfect world, right? This is all something that's just a, able to be measured, um, giving great insight as to what's happening with your customer and how they're interpreting or feeling about the content that you're putting out there. Um, or yep. the need for your product, right? So this is this is just a great source of insight to make decisions. Never-ending experiment, but the, the data and data we trust. So uh, on that note, so one of the insightful sort of ways that we can analyze the data is that whole, you know, that whole funnel, the organic versus paid, the keywords, that sort of SEO aspect. What would be another, you know, instance of an area where we should really be as marketers locked in um, to better understand how our business is, is doing through digital marketing? Yeah. So I think uh, as soon as you're putting anything, um, where you, so so maybe your customer doesn't know you, right? So you do need to think about a paid strategy. I think then looking at where your customers are. So again, this is still test. You can test this in organic before it goes into paid, but understanding that when you go out into social, you're generally interrupting people from what they want to do. And so you need to think about the way that you build your content to be in that context. So like a top of funnel, quick video um, in a kind of infotainment way can be a really great way to start to introduce your brand in a way that is not offensive or not going to be immediately blocked by um, the person that you're trying to target, but making sure that that has uh, is able to be, you know, um, retargeted so that, you know, that that first interruption in hopefully that customer's terms is able then to be taken on a journey at a much lower cost rate. So seeing that funnel that we talked about of they don't know you, how do you interrupt them there to what do they see next to when they start to look for you, what is that consideration journey all the way through to conversion? I think seeing content also um, that way, like um, playing to that. And then when you're thinking about your budget, the it's really about the size of the funnel you need to close. So understanding those metrics. So a lot of people get traditional sales and they'll know exactly how many people they need to speak to, you know, to get someone to, to sign up. Digital is the same. How many people do we need to reach? 
Um, so making sure that funnel's wide enough at that top and you're looking at low-cost ways, video is a great way, um, to what are those next steps and the content to take someone on a journey of they don't know to they want to buy from you. That being a deliberate strategy put to play and then being able to put your budgets against that to then be able to measure its effectiveness. So back to measurement, how's your top of funnel going to how's your, you know, um, yeah, middle of funnel going versus your bottom of funnel or conversion, like understanding it in those tiers, that, that that can also be incredibly insightful to drive better decisions. So within and you know, within my Digivisor dashboard, I'm I'm looking at you have this concept of followers, and then how many people did you touch with your content engagements, right? Yeah. And then obviously within your content, what what is driving more engagement? And then below that, obviously, then you get into the the Google Analytics part, which is how much traffic does that generate? And then at the end of the day, how many leads and how many conversions? That's right. And then as if you're doing paid media, you've got the same um, reflected. How many people did you reach? How many people engaged or clicked through or took an action all the way through to conversion? So you want to be able to see that. And then what's your return on advertising spend? So that's all modelled by platform or by campaign. Like it's... It, everything's designed to be able to answer that question of like what's working best for you so you can do more for it or what's not working so you can stop doing it um, but actually understanding what's driving that value all the way through including what's bringing new new visitors to your website right so you also want to have that when you're looking at the the um, data of how many of the people visiting me are new visitors to my site versus those that have visited me before, because that's really showing you're your growing, who you're likely to reach and hopefully put into your funnel to conversion. Awesome. So we covered some SEO data that can give us some insights. We look at how the social media data fits into the whole picture of the funnel. Yep. What would be another sort of point, um, another you know data point that we can look at to, to gain some more insights? Yeah. Uh, look, I think, you know, um, so I know you talk a lot about um, influencers. I think knowing who's talking about your brand is another really good thing to have a look at, who's tagging you or using a hashtag that you might be interested in to identify those that actually are talking about you but may also be someone that you want to engage from an earned media perspective. And by that it's just engage with them, right? Social is is just what it, in, in the name suggests, right? It should be an engagement, a conversation. And people, I think, forget that. They put their content out there. They're so busy measuring whether someone's seen it first and, and you know, clicked through. But, you know, the opportunity in building um, loyalty and interest and particularly, like, this is important B2B strategy is actually engage with people who are engaging with you and see who are experts around the things that you, you know, you might have a solution for because if you can engage a Having someone say something about you, you or having someone genuinely reflect their feelings, apart from a great insight you can get, can actually influence many more than anything that you can do from paid media. So we always look at it from measuring your organic, so your owned media, um, that's a really important way. And there's still a lot of value to be driven there. Like I know, Neil, like you drive so much through your organic strategy as, as as does Digivisor because we've learned how to do that very well, right? Just keep producing content people really care about mm. that then sits on your website that they can, can, you know, are also searching to see that's bringing this incredible stream of people who are just are continuing to get value and learning. But if you want to then reach them, like having that 
um, you know, having a pixel on your site to be able to retarget them so that if they've come through a particular topic and you know that you could potentially help them, then then being able to do that. So that's organic. Earned is that actually understand who are your fans or people who are experts or, you know, are, are really and creating the most engagement around the topics that might be something that you want to engage them around. And then, you know, looking at paid media, how that's working for you, because that's the the biggest opportunity to get a, a was it, it's, it's going to be the most expensive mistakes or it can be the most optimised return, right? No one cares if you bring in a customer, if the customer makes way more money than, than what your cost for customer acquisition is, right? So you need to see that as investment and you can set that up so you can really understand if I spend a dollar here, what do I get back? And then I think, you know, that website is is your how do you actually learn what's converting for you so that you can actually have a look. So even your best performing pages, how are they set up to be able to capture the next step? Like what's the value piece potentially if you're getting great traffic to those pages that you could take them somewhere else? Like how have you structured your site to harness that? Yeah, this has been a lot to digest. And I know that uh, a lot of people listening may be wondering, like, philosophically, yes, we need to measure all that. Yeah. But nobody has time to go from Facebook Insights to Twitter Analytics to Google, or they just get stuck in Google Analytics. They miss out on Google Search Console. They miss out on the social media insights. And if you're one of them like I was... Uh, I want to invite you, and I think this is a good time to bring this up, to try out Digivisor. I am actually a official, officially certified, yes, I had to go through a certification test uh, of Digivisor. And therefore, for my community, uh, they have a very, very special plan that allows you to have a free trial. If you go to this link, which is neilshafer.com slash Digivisor. And if you want to find out more, I've actually invited them. I know this is only... I mean, this is a pretty long, uh, you know, interview, but there's a lot more to the story that I think, you know, Emma wants to share uh, and I want Emma to share with my community as well. So actually we just launched this landing page today, but on May 30th, hopefully you listen or watch this in time, we are going to be doing a joint webinar. It's really Emma's going to be presenting more in depth uh, and not just three uh, data insights, but uh, we're planning on having about 10. So if you want to dig deeper into this topic, please join us for the webinar. Go to neilshafer.com slash digivisor dash webinar. Disclaimer, it is limited to 500 attendees. The last time I did one of these, it got full really fast. So make sure you sign up earlier rather than later. Um, but Emma, this has been fantastic. Is there any other you know, last piece of advice? Because you, know, you covered the own, the earned, the paid, we covered the, you know, the, the web, the social, the influencer. Any other sort of last piece of advice that you want to throw out for our listeners? Now, I think you made the point of don't waste your time getting bogged down trying to get it from all those different places, right? Because they make it difficult. They don't Platforms don't want to be measured against other platforms either, right? So we've also made that easy by making it apples for apples comparison. But like if we want to survive and there's all that talk about AI and taking jobs and all the rest, it's just like, make sure you're putting your mind to making better decisions. Like where are your, what is the information that allows you to weigh up opportunity um, or risk and to make just ultimately better decisions and think about that strategy of like, what do we do next? Being free to do that is going to drive much more value than being caught in those weeds and thinking that, you know, trying to put this into one place, um, without spending money, it's a it's a waste of money. Trying spending a, a, an analyst trying to wire this up yourself, or Neil, you tried to do this. It's expensive to do this, right? It's hard to yeah. do, 
It's a lot of time. Don't spend your time there, right? Spend your time making better decisions. That's what we all love doing is seeing our strategy come to play so that we win. Yeah, if you're spending, you know, or if you have an employee spending one day of their month to create this monthly report, that's 5% of their salary. There's there's obviously value. It's also just the time. You shouldn't have to wait for a report to be manually generated to have access to these, this information. I mean, you know, when there is a new Google algorithm change, when there is a Twitter algorithm change, you want to know right away what the impact is. So you really need the real-time data. And, and I'm a big fan of Digivise because you provide that, obviously, in real time uh, to help all of us. So uh, we're, we're near the end. Um, Emma, obviously, I, I gave the link, neilshafer.com slash Digivisor. Any other place you might want to send people? Um, look, I mean, I think like, you've got incredible resources on your website. Digivisor.com has a lot of um, how-to, like how to get going in these platforms um, you know, you touched on TikTok before as a potential strategy for, for someone who wants to win on TikTok. I mean, any of these platforms, there's huge opportunities. We've got how-tos on all of them, how to get going. Um, so I think, you know, I'd love to see you at the next event. Really happy to answer questions. Love you to follow us. Um, please check out Neil's offer that we've we've um, partnered with Neil. I do love everything that Neil says, so he's someone to listen to because he's put it to play and that people like Neil um, and, you know, like what Digivisor's been based around is like genuinely helping you understand how to get more value. Use your time more wisely, get a greater return. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emma. I want to end with uh, just some shout-outs. So Charlie Boy, always appreciate you're dropping in. So thank you. If any of you are still tuned in, if you want to toss in a question, there's still time to do that. Uh, Jordan, always appreciate the support, my friend. Hopefully this was educational for you. Um, we had a long one. I'm going to put on my reading glasses for this one from Tony. Untapped data market. This is at the core of what we're doing with the Digivisor. So I, I think that Tony is an employee of Digivisor, but uh, nevertheless, it's really about tapping into the data. Marketers can better understand their bang for buck in terms of digital marketing performance. Exactly. What channels performing or not performing and what insights will inform when this strategy is working. So Tony, appreciate that comment coming all the way over from LinkedIn. Um, and I think that about sums up really what this, uh, this you know, interview is all about, right? It, 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 yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Neil. Really appreciate you taking the time. All right. Thank you. And uh, once again, we'll see you uh, on the webinar May 30th, neilschafer.com slash digivisor dash webinar. Until next time, have a good one. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Emma as much as I did. I can sometimes geek out on the data, but in the back of my mind, I'm not geeking out. I'm always trying to find the data, find the connections, find the insight. And at the end of the day, you need to have output. It's not data analytics for data analytics sake. It's finding something and putting it into action, inputting that data into a process or activity, whatever that is. That is the connection that I want you to find. Now, I know that this interview was a little bit short, as mentioned, and I'm accelerating the publication of this podcast so that it comes out in time. I am doing a special one-hour masterclass with Emma on this very topic where we're going to go broader and deeper into these topics. So make sure that you go to neilshafer.com slash digivisor dash webinar. That's D-I-G-I-V-I-Z-E-R dash webinar. And you'll be able to apply and hopefully grab a seat for the special masterclass on May 30th, 2023. If you are listening after that, go to that URL or go to neilshafer.com slash events 
and you can put your email address in there and then I will notify you in the future. I am trying to do these free educational masterclasses on a monthly basis. So make sure you stay tuned so that you can connect the dots between this podcast and your business. All right, well, that concludes another Hopefully you agree with me. I'm always excited by these interviews and and recording this podcast, but another exciting and hopefully actionable and insightful episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. This is your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer, signing out. You've been listening to Your Digital Marketing Coach. Questions, comments, requests, links? Go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes and neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.